We rarely know what lies beneath the sexy, filtered version of life that we see online. So we're lifting the lid and having the conversations about money that no one else is having. So settle in, grab yourself a coffee and come join the conversation. This week, we've been chatting about what a brilliant season we've had so far and how many gems and insights our incredible guests have delivered. So we've decided to bring you a roundup episode with some of the best words of wisdom this season to date. From being unashamedly driven to be a wealthy woman, through to figuring out what success looks like on your own terms. We're sure this episode will speak to you wherever you're at in your life. So first up, we are bringing you the brilliant Emma Bates, co-founder of Social Universe DM, on why she isn't afraid to admit that she is highly motivated by money. I'd love to know, what does success look like for you? What does it look like for you personally? But also, what does success for DM look like? Because you've kind of touched on your, your mission. Um, but yeah, give us a bit of an insight into that. I think there's two things. One, I'm highly motivated by money and not enough people admit that. Um, I'm very motivated to make a lot of money, to make a lot of money for a lot of people as well. And so I think that for me personally, being able to do that while creating a business that is like also will make a lot of other people a lot of money by using our product and or investing in us. And so that I think is like an element of personal success. Second, um, around yeah, personal success really would be, um, I don't know, just like being happy with what you're creating and just like having an amazing family or support system or friends and community around you is like, I'm a very, as I mentioned, like community oriented person. I love people. Like I love good people around you and all of that sort of stuff. So personal success as well is very community oriented for me and support system oriented. Um, and yeah, I think just like, overall like happiness like if you're not doing something that makes you happy and you have the privilege to be able to change that uh which I have then that I think is probably an element of success um business success like kind of like our company is so mission driven um and it's so about creating that space like literally I don't want a single woman in the future or anyone to them to that point to type the like to question their normality like there's so much information out there there is so much knowledge that you can learn from um you just don't have access to it right now in a way that is um I don't know helpful to you and so I think for us company success is really in creating that space where you don't google the product you don't google your question you like dm it and dm doesn't have a search bar dm will be a place that serves you the answers without you even asking the questions um and and I think that that's what success would be for us and also I want everyone to make lots of money like <laughs> like women like there needs to be more generational wealth there needs to be more women with more money and if I can like do that via the people the types of people that invest in us and also um, the people that use our platform who we are building for women and non-binary people first. And so if they're the ones that are making all the money from sharing the knowledge, like passive, like passive income, that's epic. Like I want you all to be rich. <laughs> 
I mean, I am right there with you on that mission. One of my big ones too. And one thing you said, it's so true. Like many women are not confident in saying that they're motivated by money. I mean, there's there's also men that aren't, but I think it is much more prevalent amongst women. And I wonder whether you, maybe from all your kind of data gathering that you're doing over at DM, do you have any insight into why or any ideas as to why it is that amongst females, it's so sort of shameful and inappropriate to say like, I'm really money motivated and I want to be really rich? Because historically you haven't been able to, like so many, even in countries, not even historically, um, so many women are unbanked. Like they literally don't have a bank account um, and they're not allowed to have bank accounts. Like there's this really awesome company that um, one of my friends works for and they're a stable coin and they are basically opening bank accounts for women in, I think she was telling me about uh, women in Mexico, for example, and they now have money. Like they haven't been able to open bank accounts or earn their own income. And so I think that just historically and even up until today, um, women having control over assets, uh, whether that be mortgages, properties, um, bank, literally a bank account, um, credit, like having access to credit is so you're just like not told that that's something that you're allowed, uh, or that you are allowed to want. And I think that it, there's like that whole side of it, just the infrastructure and the politics and how society has evolved to like move money as far away as possible from women accessing it. And then at the same time, I think it's just like, uh, we have this like very flawed concept of power in society, which is highly masculine. And when you think of, even think of the word power, you think, or most people think like strength and politics and money and those things you're you're raised in a way to be more feminine in a lot of places and to not want those things and you're not deemed strong or powerful or any of those things just in how you're taught and socialized and so I think that the concept of power in society and striving for power is like seems unattainable to a lot of people because they don't recognize themselves in the people at the top who are in power and do display these like very masculine a lot of the time attributes of power and so that I think is a really big thing too so it's just like we don't feel confident saying that we want money because we've never really been socialized that that's an acceptable goal for us um I think that's probably it in our episode with the wonderful Emma Lilly lawyer and founder of in-house Potter Emma shared her advice on how it is really possible to carve out a career on your own terms. It's recognising that everyone is different. They might have the same end goal. You might have 10 people in the room that want to make corporate partner, for example. But those 10 people are going to want to go about it in different ways. Unfortunately, it's at the minute, it's the one way to get to the top of that hierarchy. Um, typically to follow the culture of the firm to you know respect what they give you and be um, available around the clock and do all of these things however there might be someone who would thrive and make a much better partner than the other if they were given flexibility for example so if they were said if they were given you know let's let's drop your target Let's not give you an obscene amount of hours to bill a day when you can't even go to the loo without accounting that six minutes in your chargeable hours. <laughs> let's not let's not give you a target because we know that that would put you under more pressure and make you work to a lower standard. 
and let's see how you do because you've got other competing priorities whether that's at home or for whatever reason because you may work differently that person can equally make partner maybe even be a better partner but it's just understanding that people aren't necessarily attracted by the same things all of the time and even less so now like you say that chucking money at a problem isn't going to solve it because people are very aware that I'm basically being paid to burn out here and that is it's quite concerning to be honest so it's knowing that so for me for example if I was told I had to go into an office five days a week and um, I had to do the commute because of where I live I would just resent it straight away and that's just two things out of many I'm I work flexibly. I work four days that that was honored. Um, I have the opportunity to buy more holiday if I want to. I choose my day off. And as a result of that, since those things have been implemented, like the, the deals that we've signed and the legal things that I've been involved in, like I, I did a little business case um, the other month. You can imagine what that was for, given the time of year. And did a little business case and just looking back on things that I'd done. And it was like, I couldn't have done this if I had these controls on me. So I think it's recognizing that everyone is different and we might have the same goals in law, like I say, or different goals, but it's respecting that people like to work in different ways. Um, I personally would take a pay cut to be able to have certain things. For example, it's not like it should be necessary, but it's just it goes to show that money might, might not be everyone's motivation. For sure. And I think more and more that is the case that, you know, our generation and Gen Z more and more are valuing kind of their life rather than necessarily just wanting to sacrifice it for um, a paycheck. And I'm really interested to know, do you, you know, have you found yourself in a fortunate position that you've been in a firm or firms that have really been open and respectful or have you had to kind of has it been difficult to negotiate that you know to negotiate the terms you have done because I know for example in my industry I went self-employed because I just hated the culture and I I'm quite bold but I don't think I was ever brave enough to go and say look you know I want these radically different terms than what this culture historically offers and I'd love to know how it's been for you have you just had to be really bold and brave and go in and think these are my terms and they can take it or leave it or have you been in a fortunate position where you've had good people around you a good team and good managers that have been open to to the change we've all experienced those bad managers <laughs> That's what came to mind. Um, unfortunately, in law, it tends to be that people are promoted based upon how good of a lawyer they are, not how good of a leader they are. So it tends to be, you know, we, we don't get the managerial training. I just get told how to be a better lawyer and taught that way. So, um, yes, I have certainly faced people like that. However, it's uh, because I'm not wedded to this profession again to the point of sacrificing what I will and won't do I've just had to draw a hard line I've been lucky in terms of how would I say it's luck well I, you create your own opportunities right but things have fallen to me that I would have been interested in going for but that's because I've not been bothered about the names so I worked for a company that nobody would have heard of I used to say the name and they were like who and it makes you feel a bit like oh I could have worked for a company that would have made people go oh yeah that's amazing let's work there however this company 
Um, I paralegaled with them. They offered me an in-house training contract. I was the first person that they trained. They paid for my LPC and master's and I did that part-time weekend and I came in, they give me leave for my exams. All of these things, of course, I had to say, I need this, you know, can you sponsor me and well, you know, I'll support you and I'll stay loyal or, and it's give and take. It's like a conversation. It's not like we'll train you. You'll do this. You'll do that. It's, you know, where it was like, where would you like to um, focus your efforts? What uni would you prefer to go to? And it's more of a conversation. So I do feel like I'm lucky in coming across these people, but you attract them, right? Because I knew I wasn't looking for, I knew what I didn't want. So it makes it a lot easier when you've got that line. Um, there have been times where, so there's a job that I had and um, it was like frowned upon to ask to work from home. I was like, I just want one day a week. Just give me one day a week. It would give me an extra three hours back, three and a half hours back from the commute. I just want to be able to go to the gym in the morning without rushing or not sit in traffic, whatever. And it was like, no, um, you have to get approvals and all of this stuff. And it was just breaking down and then COVID hit and then um, all of a sudden I was working from home all the time and they realized, hang on a minute, this is okay. <laughs> um, so I wasn't ever shy from asking about things, but I've not always been given them. Um, but I'm always checking back too. And this is a great bit of advice for anyone that's listening, or I don't know if you've done this, Victoria or Ali. I have a mind map of like Emma's career and off every STEM there's things like money, there's things like benefits, team, but then there's also things that mean a lot to me. For example, being able to make my niece's birthdays because I've got four nieces, they're young, and um, I don't want to worry about not being able to log off early before they go to sleep and not see them on the birthday. It's just a simple thing, but it means a lot to me. So I've got that on there, being able to just do that without feeling guilty about work. And then I, I revisit it all the time. And every time I've had to make a career decision, I've gone back to it and it helps you to refresh like what you want out of a role. Um, so, yeah, there have been times where I haven't been able to necessarily get that, but I'm not afraid to move on or say, you know, this isn't working for me and I'll find somewhere that is. If it's not, I think you've got to be so you've just you, there's no other option. Is there really? And it's hard when people don't see it that way. It's the belief that an employer can be like that and they aren't this big, scary thing that you've got to, you know, bow to and, and curtsy every morning like I am here for work. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a, it's a realisation. And the more employers that you get to know, the more you realise that they're human too and they would benefit from it. And you can have a really nice team in a really professional environment and you can do a great job whilst also not compromising on your boundaries you really can it's just I think you're so right Ali it's that belief that it's there from especially from a younger age but it is for sure take it from us <laughs> earlier on this season we were joined by author and founder of my frugal year Claire Seal and in this clip Claire opens up about how to move away from judging the decisions that others make and focus on your own path how do we break away from that how do we stop judging ourselves and others and just concentrate on what's important for our own 
for our own financial well-being yeah so I think judgment and comparison go hand in hand and there's you know there's quite a lot of talk about comparison culture especially since you know the dawn of sort of Instagram and then now TikTok of you know we find like myriad ways to compare ourselves to other people whether that's favorably or unfavorably and I think that's um that's kind of the thing we talk quite a lot about how comparison can make us feel inferior but I don't I don't think we are very good at talking about how um you know sometimes comparison can feed like a superiority complex as well so um you know sort of look at like actively looking for where you are better than someone at something I was using air quotes there but I've realize that no one could see that but um I think and I think it's a lot of it's sort of to do with like self-worth I think quite often we judge other people if we're struggling a little bit with our own self-worth I talk quite a lot about separating like your self-worth from your net worth so specifically to money um and some of the ways I think that we can do that are to like step off that hedonic treadmill so that's like a sort of psychological concepts about it's also known as um hedonic adaption uh where like we have a sort of set point of happiness and any move away from that is going to be temporary so it's good for resilience but it does also mean that when you get you know when you get a promotion when you get more money uh that the like the joy that you feel from having it is only temporary um and you you enjoy having it less than you would suffer from not having it. Um, so, you know, I, and I think lots of us are on that um, treadmill, you know, without even realising it. So it's like you always need like a better job, more money, a better car, a bigger house, um, you know, better holidays, all of that stuff. When actually, um, you know, what most of us need to work on is being content in uh, in the process and in the journey so some of the things that happen with that uh, that help with that are um you know like finding a state of flow so finding something that you really like from like yoga to knitting to gardening whatever it is that you like to do and just make sure that you have some time regular time where you give yourself a break from your own thoughts and you're only thinking about what you're doing um that's really good like delayed gratification so um you know sort of foregoing the like immediate buzz for something that's going to be um you know more substantial and longer lasting and then just like actively sort of seeking out pleasure as opposed to achievements so um you know finding things that you really enjoy no matter how small they are rather than you know rather than thinking oh, I'll be happy when I get xyz just try and find something that's going to make you really give you like a real burst of happiness in like the more sort of immediate or medium term so I think you know all of that stuff is a really good way to sort of step away and I genuinely think that if you're if you're feeling more happy and content you can't be bothered to be judgmental about other people because of what like why does it matter what anyone else is doing yeah absolutely and I think that there's some really helpful things there that we can actually start to do 
Defining success is a common thread in a lot of our conversations on this podcast. So we spoke to Louise Rumble, host of Live Therapy Podcast Open House, about her journey to redefining what success really means. Have you got an idea of where your definition of success has come from um, uh, and whether it's something that we are, you know, if we do have an unhelpful definition of success, is it something you think we can change in adulthood? Yes, great question. So my definition of success was always based on external metrics. And then when I started going to therapy, I started to understand that you need to be able to connect inwards with your sense of self to be able to define a different version of success. Now, some people will be listening to this thinking, I don't want to build a different version of success. I like the way I am and I like the way that my life is. And if that is you, then that is okay. You know, we're not saying that this has to change, but for many people whose external validation is their metric of success, it really can start to impact your relationships because you work all the time or because you're never available for social functions or you're always on the phone because you're working all the time, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it came back to the concept of understanding that um, my version of success was focused on doing and I needed to learn to be and focus on being. And now since I've done that and I've started to look internally and work out what what traits in me that I want the world to know about and what I want to be known for and which friends I want to nurture, that was the foundation, was like getting the foundations in place. And then now I just don't have that focus on the money or the body that I used to. And I'm absolutely happy with making 50% of the salary that I did before, because it means that I can go and spend quality time either in the day or at nighttime with people I love. And yes, I don't look as good as I used to look, but I can understand that I wasn't being kind to myself the way that I was, you know, training my body previously. So for me, success now is really just about contentment um, and being stimulated by my life. And that means being stimulated mentally and by the people around me, just feeling like a part of something that I have a greater purpose in this world. So, yeah, I don't think I have a clear definition of success. And I know what my definition of success is not. And that is that it is no longer focused on things outside of me um, because coming home to myself has been a revolutionary journey um, in softening into just being happy with who I am. Chloe Carmichael, deal hunter and founder of Chloe's Deal Club, gave us her top tips for saving and having more money. They really are brilliant. So make sure you stick around to listen to this one. What are your kind of top two or three starting points for absolute beginners? Yeah, first one would be to price match. Like price match everything you buy, even if you're like in boots at that time. And I don't know, you're buying like a... like foundation or shampoo or whatever just go and google what it is and it will come up on google shopping at the top with different prices from different retailers so so that you can see if it is or isn't a good price i know obviously you need to weigh it up sometimes convenience it's just easier buying it there than going home and waiting a couple days for delivery or whatever but you'll be able to see straight away if it is a decent price i know you can get like caught up in the shop or like impulse buying or whatever but it kind of just sets that benchmark Whenever I'm buying something, I always Google what it is and I check Google Shopping because it's really convenient. And then I also check websites like um, uh, there's ones called Price Spy, there's one called Price Runner, and you just type in what you're searching for and it will show you all the different retailers that have it, all the different prices. You can see the price history. Um, it's the same for Amazon as well. There's a site called, called Camel, Camel, Camel. And that will show you 
like the price history of everything that's on Amazon so that you can see if it is or isn't actually a good deal. The next would be like there's browser extensions like um, one for Chrome called Honey, which when you're on the site at the checkout, it will come up with a pop-up and it will apply every single discount code so it can find which discount code is best. Um, so that's like an absolute game changer and saves you having to like what you used to have to do a few years ago of like typing, I don't know if you're buying something from Nike, typing like Nike discount codes and go through like 10 different websites, copying and pasting the codes, trying to find which one works. This automates it all for you and it's really, really quick and easy. And I would say cashback as well. I know a lot of people still don't use cashback and so many people seem to think it's a scam. Like no one in my family uses it, no matter how much I tell them, it's not a scam. This is how much I've saved on it. Like showing them my phone, they're just like, no, it's a scam. Like I can't get my head around it, but basically you, there's loads of different ones you can use, like um, top cashback, there's like airtime rewards, Dally, Swappy. There's like loads of different ones you can use. And you basically just search for the retailer that you're buying from and then, It'll, they'll come up if cashback's available and it will tell you what percentage you get back and then you just like click through to the website and make your purchases normal and you get rewarded with cashback like you can save thousands a year obviously it depends how much you're spending but especially for insurance like your car insurance home insurance travel insurance like you can be getting like 30 pounds cashback for your car insurance like that 30 quid could be your week's food shopping it's a complete no-brainer and when I was speaking earlier about ways that are automated to save money as well, for example, um, like cashback apps like um, like Airtime Rewards and Dally, they like connect to your bank card or like via your bank, via um, by, by, by open banking. It's all like, it's like all fully regulated. I know people are a bit funny, can be a bit funny about that as well. And it literally just tracks your purchases automatically, whether you're in store, online, you just literally spend as normal and like you get rewarded with cashback without having to do anything. You're just going about your normal life, making your normal purchases and getting money back. And it's just such an easy, easy way um, to save money. And it will help you massively with, you know, we don't like talking about that, like the cost of living crisis and um, yeah, anything you can do to try and reduce your bills will hopefully be a massive help to you. And before we head off, just to say a massive thank you to all our loyal listeners. We absolutely love seeing you here every week and hearing your feedback. And we have huge plans in store for the future of the podcast. So we can't wait to share them with you, hopefully very soon. Every rating and review goes such a long way. So please do remember to leave us one. And of course, share Money Unfiltered with any, anyone who you think would enjoy it. <laughs>